Welcome back to another episode of the Statues Podcast. I'm your host, Danang. And I'm your co-host, Crystal. For today's episode, um, it's going to be a very casual one. And um, before we go ahead and start, uh, spoilers. So today we're going to talk about the Squid Game. I think I've given it enough time where now we enough people have watched it. <laughs> and... Um, with that being said, I don't want to, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do it earlier just in case people were still watching. Mm-hmm. So now that we've given it, we've given it enough time. People have watched it. Spoilers to those who haven't skipped this episode, or you know what? Just you know, uh, yeah. Just uh, how do I say this? You can watch this episode, but at a later date after you've watched mm-hmm. it. We, I think you and I binge watch this show in like. Three a days. day's time yeah like what like 24 hours full but we within the span of like three four days yeah because we i was really sad because we couldn't watch it the next day because we had something to do yeah. so we watched it the day after oh, but so yeah no <laughs> when it comes to the squid game i think the squid game came as such a perfect time yeah you know a lot of people um, that I've seen the response before they watch it. They're like, oh, it's so overhyped, you know, this and this. I can't say it's overhyped because I didn't watch it when, like, right at the beginning of when people started hyping it up. I, like, you and I watched it, I think, I think the day that it came out or the day after. And yeah. so, you know, no one said anything about it yet. So that's why I feel like, for me, it wasn't overhyped. I feel like it's just a really good drama. Like, yeah. So, like, a quick synopsis of what the Squid Game was, was a bunch of people that are in debt put into this game, and it's a game of life and death. The more people that get out, the more money that goes into this big piggy bank, and if you win, you take all that money home. Yep. That's literally the basic premise of this game, this this whole show, the Squid Game. Yep, each person... so each life you take, it's like he, it's like he said, it, it it's money that goes into the piggy bank. That that's what your life is represented yeah. as. So it's like, really, it's like survival of the fittest. So you really gotta like be very clever, sneaky, but and and uh, and all the games that they play are childhood um, Korean games. Yeah, the- like games that Korean uh, like. Ch- uh, like uh, Korean children would play uh, as kids. Mm-hmm. So like um, there was uh, the paper slapping game and then there was Red the, light, green light. Yeah. We played that as kids. Yeah. And then um, I don't know what the name of it in Korean yeah, is. Yeah, it's the uh, sugar cookie game. Yeah. It's I don't a, know what um, it's called either. The honeycomb or something like that. I think that's what Korean people call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one, they, I, I didn't know. I, I, I only knew about the coffee. Um, so I knew there was like, um, like a candy, but I didn't realize that's what the shape was actually for. I thought it was just like a decorative thing that, you know, like, oh, you know, kids really, they yeah. like enjoy the shapes and all. So yeah, <laughs> I had no idea that's what it was. For. Those are the games that, uh, the characters played in the, in the show and, I think that's why I loved it because these 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 games are very simplistic. Mm-hmm. It's so there wasn't for most of them, really. Yeah, and and a lot, and th- so that didn't because of that, it didn't leave the viewers wondering what the game was about. It was a very simplistic game, mm-hmm. you know, uh, not much explanation needed to go into it. So you 
as a viewer, you were just captivated into watching what these guys were doing. Okay, so now. There were so many theories about, like, the Squid Game and everything that went behind the Squid Game. Like, um, did you, like in the uh, in the room that everyone was, like, sleeping in, did you see on the walls, the back of the walls? Um, yeah, there were, like... Um... It, it was the drawings of all the games being played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I noticed. Yeah. I noticed. But I don't think anybody noticed because they were too busy, you know, fighting well, for their life. Well, trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't blame them for that, honestly. When when that guy when that guy that uh, had his meal taken away from those uh, three guys who confronted them and died, yeah, that was the moment where everyone was like, oh, fuck. Like, yo, you could kill someone in here and it would count for money. And that was when... Like, for me, that was when I was like, oh, shit. I think that was, like, the realization. But, I, it's like I said, like, later on, I think it was in that episode, they were saying, oh, you, you know, like, we purposely, you know, like, made a shortage on food. But at the same time, when they were in the game room, it almost seemed like that part of the game, of the whole experience, was also planned, where, like, now you can really start killing off however many people you want to. And... Mm -hmm. We can't really do anything about it. We can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, if you were... If someone came up to you, and let's say, for example, you were in debt. Someone came up to you and said, all you had to do is play these games. And, and, and you got the chance like they did, okay? You go there, you realize, oh, shit. Like, this is life and death. Mm -hmm. And you get the chance to go. Would you go back? Um... Okay. I feel like this is like a trick question. It's a simple it's a simple answer, but for me, it's more so I can't bring myself to go and kill people. Like I like I feel like when you're pushed into a corner though, you're going to do whatever it takes to to survive. Honestly, I I don't I don't know. Okay. I, I now I, now let me put it this way then. Every character that was picked to be in, in the game was pushed to the brink. They had debt. They had people coming to kill them. They had, you know, they were going to lose their house. They were going to lose everything. So they were pushed to the brink. Now I'm talking about like you're in their situation. Would you go back to the Squid Game after being released the first time? Oh, man. Oh, this is so hard. <laughs> oh. I mean, I don't know. Like, I've, I've, you know, I, I don't know because in that situation, I wouldn't know what was gonna happen. Yeah, but no one does. That's the whole point of it. Is that even these people that left only know, like, the the surface of what is going on. So the surface of, okay, well, there's money involved. We know that. This is life and death. I know you know this. Maybe it's because I saw, maybe because I saw the drama and I know what games were being played, and then eventually, um, you know, like, you know, I I I feel like there was no one that like, okay, I lied. There there were people that purposely killed people, but 
um really i feel like if if no one killed anybody and they just naturally died themselves you know like in the process of playing the game by somebody else i don't know i i, I it's it's such a hard question because it's I, not hard okay like the basic uh, so so take it as the basic premise you have debt like like in Asia, debt is something that is looked down upon, okay? Not not even in Canada and America. These guys think debt is fucking like, like going to Vegas and just losing a little bit, okay? I'm talking about like Asian debt where your your parents are, are on the line, your kids are on the line, like everything that you do, you like you lose face, everything, okay? So you think like that now. You get the chance to go to the Squid Game. You go. You realize, oh shit, life and death. You they send you back home. Now you get the card again. Knowing that it's life and death. <laughs> uh, I feel like honestly, if I had nothing to lose, then I probably would like go back because. Um, no, no, no. But see, you do have something to lose. You have a, you have kids. Okay, well, if I have kids... <sighs> like, these guys went because they had kids. These guys went because they were going to lose their house. They were going to, you know, one of them because his, his mom was, like, going to die. You know? It, it, it's to that extent. <sighs> For me, I would go. I would go knowing because now the second time I go, I'd go prepared. I'd go with like a shiv or I'd go with. Yeah, a, that girl came with a whole pocket knife. Mm -hmm. And I would go and I fucking knife everyone while they're sleeping. <laughs> I fucking knife the shit out of everyone. Because for me, I know that I wouldn't survive the game. Why though? I feel like. The, the um, red light, green light, like maybe, maybe I'd survive. What do you mean Maybe. You probably would though. The game is so simplistic. Simplistic, but I'm I'm saying like taking into consideration. Number one, you're shaken because now fucking people are dying in front of you. Number two, you know that if you don't make it to the other end, you're not gonna make it. If I had someone like Ali to save me, I'll do it. Oh, yeah, but you don't know anyone, right? You're going in uh -huh. blind, not knowing who anyone is. Honestly, though, I feel like I probably would, but at the same time, there's that side of me that like. I would feel bad if someone were to die because of me. You know why? I'll fucking kill everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking knife everyone in their sleep. Uh, that's horrible. I'm just but, saying. Cause no, no, I get it. You're put in a position where you're like them, right? The life and death, your life is on the line. Your life is shit outside of reality. Your life is shit inside this game. It's shitty either or. Now, one has a better outcome where, yeah, you're going to walk out of this with money. But now you got to look at the outcome. You're one against the how many thousands that are playing this game. So logically, you got to look at it like, okay, well, number one, like you got to look at your, 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 like, like. Like for for these guys, they didn't pick girls because, well, girls they don't have the physical strength to play half these games. Well, okay, now so you're putting all these into consideration that you don't know what games you're playing, right? As as a kid, now you're thinking about all the childhood games that you I used to play. I would just say this, okay? If I would 
I think the second game was the was the honeycomb game right mm-hmm. or the second or third game by that round i would have lost because i didn't think like how he did it he started licking the back of the candy i wouldn't have thought of that okay i would have sat there and would have let up and like fuck i'm so fucked i would have lost that game i honestly would have i don't have the patience i probably just start snapping the shit out of it um who is it? um <laughs> somebody did that though someone like gently started snapping ali did yeah, yeah, I'm just saying, like, for me, I don't have the patience to sit there and, like, break apart this thing so neatly. Like, and at that point, like, these guys, they weren't fed much. You know what, though? I felt so bad when that guy who got his umbrella perfectly done, like, it was mm-hmm. done. But then the top of the umbrella and the handle snapped. I sat there and I was like, yo, this this person's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, th- when I think about the Squid Game, I think the Squid Game was such a perfect release and a perfect timing. Because mm-hmm. number one, there was nothing new on Netflix to watch. So uh, yeah. coming up to it, there was nothing to watch. So when you watched it, after you watched there was nothing else to watch anyway. Mm-hmm. So watching it was kind of just like, damn, like that was amazing. Now what do I watch? You don't watch anything because there's nothing now. And then not only that, but I think the the pandemic allowed for people to look at this and start questioning themselves now. Like to what extent would they go if you were in that much debt? Yeah, honestly, I, I, in, in that sense, the timing of it, it's like I said, we're no longer in lockdown, but we're not like, it's still not safe for us to go and, you know, roam. We're pretty much people like, are still in financial crisis because of the lockdown. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say is that, like, no one just can freely go out and, you know, have fun, like, how they want to. So I feel like the, the show in itself came out at such a perfect time. I just, man, like, I, I cannot recommend this show, like, enough times to all of my friends and acquaintances. I think the show is so relatable and such a great hit because people were relating to it so well. Mm-hmm. The question of how far would you go for that much money? You know, I, totally unrelated to Squid Game, but I feel like the genre of of like where it falls in of like TV shows and movies, I personally love because I loved Alice in Borderland. It just so happened that. it's a whole battle royale concept right because yeah, this has been a concept since the early 2000s like the late 90s early 2000s where you put people in a room and now you got to kill each other yeah i didn't know that was actually like like a genre or, or like a type of tv show or movie that was mm-hmm. out the first time i saw it was from alice in borderland and i had no idea what it was i just I thought that the concept was so cool. I remember telling you for the first time, I was like, oh, I just figured out, you, you know, like this new, you know, TV show. But you're like, oh, no, it's been around for so long. And so, you know, I'm waiting for a season two. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I heard I heard I saw on Netflix that they're they're going to do season two soon. So hopefully within the next couple of months. I'm hoping I really, really hope so. Like, And I'm hoping for a season two of Squid Game because. Honestly, I was I was kind of upset by how it okay, for example, if there was no season two, I would have been really upset by how it ended because he was on his way to go see his daughter that he hasn't seen in so long. She moved to the States 
And so with that money, go and see your daughter. Like you, you just went through this horrifying experience. You didn't see her for that year. And I totally get it. PTSD. Yeah. And so I was, I really didn't like the ending. If keyword is, if they didn't, if they decide not to do a season two, if they do a season two, I feel like it's the perfect way because now you can just pick off, uh, like pick up from where it last ended. I think, look, like if they did a season two, I'd be, I'd be happy. But I think even if they didn't do one, I'd be happy with how the ending was just because that's the question that, uh, that's the question that humanity has asked at the end. What would you do? Yeah, a lot of people, you, you you could walk over to your daughter, but now you've already lost everything in your life. At that point, you won the game, you won the money, and you know that the money is is there, but then you've done everything that you can for the people that have died for that money. So so now you've given it to the guy's, uh, the guy's mom. You've given it to the girl's brother. I know. I was really sad by like the ending and like not not sad as in like oh i hate the ending i was sad because the brother had no idea what happened to his sister okay it's just he just was under the impression that his sister was off going to you know find some money so they can bring their parents over and um his mom died alone you know like she, she was already sick when he decided to go back into the game so he needed the money to help her yeah but but i think that's the beautiful part about the ending of the squid game was it was real it's it's the realest part about being human is you have that much money and at that point you have nothing to live for anymore yeah you could live for your daughter at that money with that much money you could you know he's cleaned off his debt he's he's done what he can but the question of the question at that point is do you go back and try to expose this yeah. At that point, you've lost everything. The money has no more value. The value was lost when he got the money. He was fighting for value, and the value of that was, okay, let me fight so that I can get my daughter back. Let me fight so that I can clean off this debt. Mm-hmm. But then it go it goes and becomes, okay, now I did win this money. Now I have no more values because I've killed this. I've killed these many people. I've lost this. I've I've lied about this to I get this like money. I feel like he was more confused at the end when he saw the old man again, player number one. Mm-hmm. I think he was player number one. Yeah. Yeah. So he saw him again. He was more confused about like, what the heck is going on? Why are you still alive? And, or, or how are you still alive? And why? Why is all of this happening? And I think he, the old man vaguely explained it. He didn't get like super into detail with it. He just said a bunch of friends wanted to just, you know, have fun again. And this was how the game kind of, you know, started. But like vaguely open for interpretation of like for like a season two if they decided to do it. But I felt like him as a character was even more confused as to like, why would you like, like do this? Like, you know, create this kind of game, this deadly game, just to, you know, have fun. This is not fun. Like, but, human life shouldn't but be... But that's, that's the whole point of this, right? Is for humanity to question how far people would go. Uh, yeah, no, right? and I completely agree. Because you think about it, how how far would people go for fun? People go hella far for fun. People, people would drive Lambos off bridges for fun. People freaking skydive for fun people people do a lot of shit for fun so 
how far as a human being can we go for fun? Right. It's yeah. As, as an old man, you know, you've got nothing to live for at that time. So having nothing to live for, why not? I mean, if you can, you would. Yeah, he was. It's like he was saying, like they did like a flashback where he was like saying, oh, like I have more fun playing the game than mm-hmm. I do just, you know, sitting on the sidelines and entertaining the guests. Yeah. I was like, man. honestly, he was just straight up fishy straight from the beginning. Like, <laughs> but I think it. that was the whole I think that's like. For me, that's why I love the Squid Game was because it questioned a lot of humanity. Like it questioned humanity's values and integrity. Mm-hmm. Because as humans, if you were given the chance, I guarantee any person that was given the chance with that much money, they would do it. Mm-hmm. They they would. You know, you you you. Some guy walks up to you and goes, "Do you want to play a game?" And you, all you have to do is is you know. Just slap play. this piece of paper onto the floor and I'll give you money. At that point, you're already reeled in. You're winning. I'm just sorry. That that entire scene was hilarious. I just couldn't stop laughing at him being slapped over and over and over again. Okay. Because he just kept losing. Like I just I just found that scene to be like completely hilarious. Although, you know, like I said, like that's just me. I loved it. I loved how easy the squid game made it for people to win money. Yeah. Because I think that's the reality of of humans, right? Is there is an easy way of making money and there is a hard way of making money. Mm-hmm. Do you, the, want- you you take the easy way, how much value and integrity do you lose? Right? So like a good like modern interpretation of this is almost like um like girls and only fans. Uh yes, right? Yes, you go yes. the easy way. But now you go the easy way and let's say you don't make money because there are a lot of girls that they go on and they don't make money. Mm-hmm. Now they regret it because they lose their value and their own integrity. And then there are, there are these girls, the high rollers, that they, they, they roll bank with this shit. Yeah, and they make, they make thousands, high thousands. And they walk out of there and it's like, yeah, I'm, I, I walk out of there with confidence as a woman. I'm walking out of there with bags as a woman. It's like, great, cool. But that's the same as a squid game where it's like you go in it and you either lose value and integrity or you go in it and you win. But how far are you willing to go to win? Yeah. How deep are you willing to go to win? And And I think that is the the question that was, I think that's the question that's posed when people watch this is like, as a viewer, you know, like as a viewer, given the chance, if, if, if the squid game was like ever real and given the chance and the, and, and, and like you given that opportunity. Yeah. A lot of people would play it. Why? Because they understand that, Hey, if you know, I might not be good at certain games, but I'll just kill the fuck out of all these people. And and great, we'll knock out how many people. I mean, I think that's why, like, the entire storyline, I th- I think it's, it was so good, like, amazing. Because you got a taste of the game, you know, like, the, the first mm-hmm. few rounds. And you're like, oh, shit, okay, this is, this is more than what they were, they were saying. You go back to your old life, your outside life, and you realize life is shit, okay? Compared to, like, 
staying inside the game at least you are being fed or at least you're away from that mess so now that's why they were given a choice of going back and most of them came back although i gotta say that that husband and wife duo was not expecting that at all like I, i i i thought they were just like you know they just became comrades and just stuck together and then I guess like it slowly bit by bit you could tell that there was something more and then that last round before they died or before the wife died and he lived I was just like shit like they were husband and wife and they went through this together but I had a feeling they were husband and wife just because of how close they stuck together mm -mm, based off the premise of the show just based off the premise of the show right immediately immediately right away i started to understand what the premise of the show was it was basically about human greed now if a man and a woman were to go in together how far would that greed go not only are you feeding onto your own greed but you have someone else feeding onto it as well no we have to get this money so i started to understand oh i think these two they're doing this shit together so that as a as a greater chance of winning cuz they're they're you you gotta understand if a husband and wife are going into it, they probably understand that one is gonna fucking die. So so now there is a third there is a third reason why they're doing it. It was never about them as husband and wife. It was about mm. why they were doing it in the first place. So, you know, if they were to have a backstory, it'd probably be for their kid. Mm-hmm. Right? Because going into it, yeah, there's no chance they two are gonna win yeah they stated it right at the beginning one winner so walking in as a husband and wife you know one is bound to die Mm -hmm. it's just a greater chance at winning the money that's true so immediately right off the bat you know i started to i started to speculate that this was a husband and wife yes we are we're talking about the game we're talking about the game you should definitely watch it definitely 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 if you haven't watched it i i suggest maybe this might not be the episode i appreciate your view but i don't want to be a spoiler (laughs) i don't want to be that person that spoils it for you but it's like you said honestly it's a really 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 good good show it's it's a show that makes you question humanity and then question your own humanity i something it seems uh, she says it's it uh, it seems kind of scary to be honest <laughs> it when okay. when you talk about scary i think it's scary in a way that how real this shit could be yeah it, it's scary in a realistic sense but okay like if we're talking about like scary you know there there are things okay i got okay, i got to give open props for you. no 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 i got to give props to the to the entire production team especially for the audio because they chose really good um soundtracks like music like background music for the um for the show like every time even now it's now become very popular tiktok sounds every time i hear it yeah i remember it it's distinctive yeah it's very distinctive and my like I'm very on alert because I watch the show and and it's very obvious that one sound every time it plays something's about to happen. So when I'm talking about like scary, it's like I said, yes, very realistic scary, but also like just your senses. If you're like very immersed into it, it it'll start like 
calling some alarms. For me, it was just scary. Like, scary because when you watch these people, you start to really think for yourself, how far would you go? Because when the guy, when um, when they were lining up for food, spoiler, um, when the guy, uh, when that one guy killed the other guy in that big room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the money went up. And then that light bulb that hits everyone like, oh, shit. I thought to myself, I'm like, if it were me, I'd fucking knife the shit out of everyone at that point. <laughs> I'd fucking make a rampage and just knife the shit out of everyone I could. No, but that's why I think later that evening, um, they started building like a barricade mm-hmm. because they knew like even in their sleep, no one is safe at all. At all. But like that, that's like, I think that's why the um this movie this show was so good was because it really pushes the border you know we we play those stupid games as kids where it's like what if this situation were to happen yeah and then they make a show based off you know it's, it's based off childhood games but this is also a game that we play as kids is oh what if you had this opportunity what would you do and this was a real look at that where it's like what if you had this much debt and that much money that you could win? Yep. How much would you do? Yes. And, you know, like for for like while watching this show, it really made you question like, yeah, I'm a good person out in this world. But now you 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 put that kind of a scenario on me where now, number one, you know, like, oh, I, 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 I'm in so much debt that my parents are affected. My kids are affected. My wife is affected that I have to lie and say that I'm out of the country because that's how much debt I'm in that people are coming and chasing after me. 100% I would join this game and kill the fuck out of everyone. Because at that point, your values and your morals are no longer me being a good person. Now it's, I'm going to go and make my kids and my wife okay. Yeah, it's it really is about survival. Yeah. It's like and you said, you'll fucking shank everything. I'll shank the shit off people, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to prison, but that's gonna be the first time that I, I'm gonna fucking shank the shit out of this. The only thing I gotta say, though, it's it's it, you know learning how to butcher animals as kids became very helpful in the game. Like exactly, this. that's what I'm saying. Like growing up Asian, y'all, I learned a lot of shit about butchering and a lot of shit about um all like being okay with like slaughtering. Yeah, slaughtering animals, right? So like I grew up with that. And so, you know, like, you know, I got to say, though, okay, out of everybody, I feel like you are one of the strongest because I definitely know and I've heard quite a few stories about people that don't do well, you know, with um, slaughtering, um, you know, some uh, animals, some animals. Yeah. And, and like, I think that's why, like, if you if you base it off everything that we as humans know right now right so if i am the way i am and then someone comes and tells me oh do you want to do the squid game honestly for me i'd probably look at my life and be like yeah number one i've gone through so much that i have resilience so you know i've been cut open already i fucking had surgeries that were botched and so yeah i've lived with i've lived with botched surgeries for what four three years now Four years. Four years? Yeah, about So four at this years. point, I'm like, what difference does it make if someone knifes me? <laughs> I've lived with it. I know how to patch myself up. I know how to deal with it now. Okay, so, and, 
Well, you know, and I've been in a couple fights throughout my life, so <laughs> I can manage. I will manage my own life, you know? So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not a bad person. That's I'm just saying, what if? What if? No, no. I was just I was just thinking that like how we met how I brought up like um slaughtering animals. People are gonna be like, wow, you could you think we're animals? No, 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 no. In this in this game of life or death, in this game of life or death, you're, you're all chickens to me. to be put in a situation where okay you are my wife and we have kids and i had to play the squid game i, I would definitely look up, wouldn't follow you like that wife. no 100 i'd be <laughs> no, like I'm if you follow me I'd, you're gonna die 100 <laughs> I, I would tell you right away if you go you will die there's like only 100%, one hundred percent you will die <laughs> it's not that i don't have faith in you it's that i know no, who you, you are don't. <laughs> you don't have faith in me clearly it shows <laughs> I mean, like, look, there's only so much smarts can do out there. It's all about manipulating, okay? We got to manipulate the shit out of people in that game. Did you see how the girl manipulated her way into Yo, that game? I'm just saying, that crazy girl, okay, she she did a she did a good one, Yo. you know, lasting long. She was crazy. She was fucking crazy, bro. <laughs> it, it, it makes you really look at people and, like, I wonder how fucking crazy people really no, are. Here, when she went to the washroom <clears throat> and she, you know, yes. put her hand... I thought she was going to pull out something else, okay? I'm just saying, not appropriate for kids, okay? I will not say it, but it's something ladies use, okay? Because she went and she grabbed, but then she pulled out, and I was like, bitch, you stuff some cigarettes up there? God damn. <laughs> Yo, people got to have their smokes, okay? When you're in a high anxiety, high anxiety like situation like that, man, people got to smoke. There's no way to deal with that anxiety other than smoking like that, bro. I'm surprised they didn't smoke a blood in there. <laughs> in Korea, you can't. I know. It's illegal to smoke well, Yeah, uh, no shit. I, I know that. Did we not see, you know, the past year of, you know, what happened? How, how many idols <laughs> fucking went to jail for that shit? Uh, Honestly, I, I, I'd go to Korea and be like, I vouch for weed, please. It actually works. It helps people <laughs> sleep. That's it. <laughs> don't, don't smoke and drive. <laughs> Yeah. No, seriously, no. It it really does make you sleep. See, if it was the squid, okay, Alice in Borderlands, I can't relate because I'm a, I'm a fucking chubby kid. I'm not going to last. I will 100% die or I'll use the fuck out of someone as my shield. No, but here's the thing though. Uh, essentially, Alice in Borderland was like the the same thing as this, but the thing is that you work towards um points and that points can buy you um, time off from having to play the game. Yeah. So if you just but keep... it's all physical games. It's all like fucking running. I can't run for more than like two minutes before I'm like huffing and puffing. I'm like, come back, hurry, please. I will. You know what? If we make it out of this, I will give you anything you want. I will. I will buy you a house. Honestly, just no, let me make it out of this. I feel like the only game that probably would have required you to like run like super, 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 super fast. Was um, 
the manhunt game. Yeah. If I think about the manhunt game in Alice in Borderlands, I would 100% die. Manhunt, I'd just be like, I'm over here, guys. I can't do anything. <laughs> I gotta say, though, that one guy in that manhunt game in Alice in Borderlands was smart. He went up to the very like top. And just sat there? No, he just sat there. He sat there and he watched the entire time. And just to keep track of where... Where everyone was going. Yep. And, yeah. No, that, and that was that girl, smart. that climber, she was smart. She was really smart. Like in like <clears throat> not taking the stairs and just climbing her way from the balcony. I was like, smart. It's smart, but it's also kind of stupid and reckless. Because it is. It's very dangerous. You climbing like that takes a lot of energy out of you. So, you know, like you, you put yourself in a situation where you don't have as much energy as other people. That's so, like I'd be like that guy. Be lazy. Just stand on the top floor and watch everybody else die. Yeah, unless someone comes from the top floor and goes downwards, then you're fucked. No, but that guy started off from the bottom floor. Yeah. No, but when it comes down to games like this, where like Alice in Borderlands and Squid Game, I think movies and shows like this are are crazy, crazy successful because humans can relate to it of all ages. You know, when you're in high school, you, you you think about these. Oh, what if? And then in college, you're so fucking depressed because of OSAP and all that <laughs> shit. You're like, what if someone gave me all this money? I could quit. I could do this. I could do that. As an adult, you're kind of just like, fuck this shit. I don't want to work anymore. Like, what if I had this much money? What would I do? That's true. As a college student, like, I'm not saying everybody's like that. Okay. But, like, there are some people who be like, how can I get myself a sugar daddy so I can pay yeah, off Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, look, everyone jokes about a sugar daddy. But if money came like that, I 100% guarantee someone would do it. So you? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if, if. If, if, okay. So you. If there were no sexual favors in, involved, <laughs> and I'd be like, what do you want? For me to just talk to you? I could talk to you. How long do you want me to talk to you for? I will time this shit. Okay? You want you want me to talk to you four hours? How much is four hours worth? If it's four grand for four hours, I will sit here for eight. Just give me eight grand. Let me pay off some of my debt, and I will be fine. Oh, my God. When the bank asks me why I have this much money, I will say because I have a sugar daddy, okay? Exactly. You know, a lot of people say they won't, but I 100% guarantee they will. Look, as humans, we always say that our values lie within like what we what we say, okay? That money is not everything. But you look out there in the real world and money is everything out there. To drive your car costs money. To walk costs money. You got to buy shoes, socks. You got to buy this shit and that shit. Everything out there in the real world is money. And so to say that you don't value money like that, where someone comes to you and it's like, I will give you 10 grand. It's like All you have to do is this. Mm -hmm. Okay, so wait, how hard is this thing? What is this thing? If someone says to you, oh, I just want you to, I want you to run from this spot to that spot and come back for how much? A hundred bucks? I'll do it. Fucking from there to there, I'll do it. So you would? A hundred percent. Look, a lot of people work their entire lives just to pay off debt, to pay off their mortgage. Mm -hmm. For you to live comfortably is for you to work every day of your life. Okay. Continue talking. No, and, and and that's what I'm saying. Like, 
for you to work every day of your life is is money in the bank. It's oh, okay. I'll have this in front of me now. Haha, the eyebrow raises love it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, look, I've I I don't value money, but I know what money does, and I know what money can do. Mm-hmm. Money gives me so much comfortability, gives me time to be able to do what I want. Yeah, definitely. gives me the reassurance of knowing tomorrow I'm gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like money shouldn't rule our lives for sure, but society has made it really hard for for money not to be the number one priority. You know, yeah, because exactly. it's like you said, we we need money to to just eat to you know to to even go out and walk because we need shoes on our feet or else you know it's the simplistic things that we need that we can't do without money now exactly and that's why i said like society has made it really hard especially with social media and and you know like greater influences now it's it's really hard for for us to live without seeing money as a as a priority No, and that's why, you know, like, I think the one thing that I've come to understand, and that's why I love my mentor so much, was she told me what the reality of money looked like. Because she was like, if you don't believe that money is not a value in your life, then you're fucking broke. That's what you are. You're broke. You don't value money. You value the time that you have because money can't buy you it. And when she said that to me, I was like, that's true, because when we don't got money, all we do is work. Mm -hmm. And so the time that we value is the time that we're not working, which is what, one, two hours, one, two hours a night to settle down, relax. I think that's why when I went to business school last year and my teacher, oh, no, the year before, he he said time is money. Yeah. And I and I truly, you know, more than ever, I I completely know what he's talking about uh, talking about now that that time is money and you know vice versa money is time like it's it's crazy how Mm -hmm. like i said everything really comes back in a full circle that's why you know movie uh, shows like the squid game like alice in borderland like uh the movie battle royale like all that shit the reason why it's so popular and why it's it's such it's a genre of its own now is because it's as real as humans are going to get. Mm-hmm. You know, when when you think about a human, yeah, everyone, even the greatest human on earth, you know, even the nicest person that I know, if gifted that much money and you look at your entire life, not only your life, but your entire life, your parents, you look at your mom, you look at your dad, you look at your sister, your brother, you look at your aunt, your uncles, you look at your grandma, your grandpa, and you say, if I had that much money, I could I could help every single one of them. Mm-hmm. See, now your decision is no longer just influenced by your thoughts. It's dis- it's a decision that's influenced by everything that is a part of your life. Mm-hmm. The, the best of people would say, if that much money came into my life, you know, and, and, and this is in terms of the squid game where you have that much debt in your life then yeah, 100% people would go into it. But if you're just like us, where you're just a couple thousand dollars in debt, you're you're not crippled with debt, 
then yeah, I, I, I'd i be like, fuck that shit. I'm not going to die for a couple thousand dollars worth of debt. Yeah, because our debt is manageable, whereas their debt is completely... It was crippling. It was yeah. it was so crippling to the point where... You know, that guy put his mom's shop... You as know, collateral. As collateral, exactly. And so and, and, if anything happened, then that's his mom. That That's on him, essentially, mm-hmm. after... And and that's why, you know, like I say debt in Asia and especially in Korea is the reason why so many people commit suicide. I feel like I feel like it's more it's more obvious in that like, yes, Korea for sure, Korea, Japan and China. Mm-hmm. Because you know, to live there is very expensive. Very, very expensive. And and it's not even just living there like to just survive in economies like that is is so difficult because finding a job you know with how many people within the country is it's competitive it's really competitive it's it's competitive but as an asian male i also understand what it feels like to let people down cuz when you as an asian male you let people down you're letting not only one or two people down you're letting a whole that's your like, family that's your family you know and and for you to do that not only is that shame but that's that's like embarrassment that's yeah no that, that that's, that's everything that's stacked on top of each other and as the guy that was supposed to hold it you feel it no and and that's what i was gonna say is that that's where you as an asian male come from is that um you know you have such high regards for your family name you mm-hmm. know like the the legacy that your grandpa and your dad they're leaving behind for for you you know like you taking up the mantle for for your dad you know that the, that's where you as an asian male are are coming from and and that's why you you understand and if you if we if everyone's noticed that has watched it if you don't most of the com the competitors most of them are male mm-hmm. they're not female like very few were female, and I I think that's where some people may not understand that right is when some people look at it they're like oh they wish there was more females yeah I do too but in but in Asian society where money is more towards the men and where debt to them means life and death then yeah, I, I understand why the Squid Game was more male-dominated because, you know, like you look at it, a lot of them were the working-class men. Mm-hmm. These were men within the ages of their late 30s, uh, their their mid-30s to like 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be like sexist or anything, definitely not, but I feel like in, like, well, in that kind of setting, I feel like females can get away with like certain things by doing certain things not that males can't no, no it's not they even they that can. Like, it's just we're not trying to be sexist because this is the reality that exists in these asian countries is that men hold uh men hold that standard that like to men they don't want their woman to like these men want their woman to go home and relax with their kids like do this and that yeah that's mm-hmm. the reality man. i'm not saying that's right mm-hmm. i'm saying that's the reality of it yeah. so what this show was able to interpret was the reason why like 90% of them were men was because look these are the ones that 
have debt, hold the debt. And even at the beginning, when they were given the chance to leave, it was the women that were begging and saying, oh, let me go back. Because the women, they're not as, I don't want to say prideful, but, but they're, they're not, not as. like Maybe the like, like equipped to, to, to. Not equipped. I want to say more like they're not as stupid as men. These women, they can look at their life and say, I have more in my life than, than just fucking money. Mm-hmm. They value their kids. They value their families. So when they look at it, they're like, this isn't worth it. To die isn't worth me not seeing my kids. But men, we're so fucking prideful that we would rather die and, and, and at least knock out some of that debt than to walk home with our heads down every day and know that when I look at my wife in the face, I'm walking home with how many hundred thousand dollars worth of debt. That's the reality that exists in Asia. Okay, I'm not saying that like it's right. I'm saying that's just the reality of it. That men in Japan, men in Korea, men in China, they live with that that stupid mentality of I would rather fucking die getting rid of my debt than live with this debt mm-hmm. and be ashamed of who I am and make my family ashamed of who, uh, who we are, yeah. you know? And, and that's just the reality of it. It's the sad reality of it. But, you know, like when I started, when I, you know, when I started scrolling on TikTok, I, I, I did see a lot of these comments like, oh, Squid Game was so male oriented. Well, that's why. Now you kind of understand why. Yeah, I feel like I, I, I'm hoping people that just pop in and then just pop out, you know, and they hear these, they don't think that, you know, like we're just being sexist or, you know, please don't cancel us. Because honestly, it's just this is some of the realities that happen. Well, this is the reality. Like, look, and as a male Asian, I can I, I understand it because um, these are the standards that were put on me. And even your mom has put that on me where yep. it's like, oh, well, you know, you're a guy. You should have this kind of a job so you can support your my, you can support my daughter and you can support your kids one day. And, you know, make sure you have my my daughter at home with your kids. And it's these things that as males you hear over and over and over. So it becomes like if I come home with debt, I'd rather fucking die than than be than have these people that set these expectations. Look at me and say, oh. Look at him. Yeah, I feel it like also like in Asia, they they are progressive for sure. Yeah, yeah. But they but there are some that are still very like you know the yeah, old yeah. school mindset. Hell yeah. And so that's also like a huge factor into into all of this is that this kind of stuff, you know, besides the money, like just the old school mindset still happens even in a progressive society. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's really sad to see. A hundred percent. But that's why I think shows like this are needed because it also shows that that side so that it shows that side so that we as humans don't have to say what if now it's shown that what if is shown to us so that now we don't question it. You don't need to say, oh, what if someone gave me that much money? How far would I go? Yeah. Now, you know it. Look, this man lost everything at the end. He lost his mom. He lost his kid. He lost his wife. He lost everything. So what did he have? All he had was money. But the money could not buy him anything that made him happy. Yep. What were you going to buy? 
That's what that's what the message of it is. Is money cannot buy you happiness if your own happiness is not there. Just puts you in a tax bracket you don't want to have to pay. Exactly. <laughs> Put you in a tax bracket now you'll be even more fucking depressed. <laughs> Taxes here in Canada are no joke. No joke. Mm-hmm. And and look, like that's the reality of these shows and I think that's why I personally love the Squid Game was because mm-hmm. It was able to show people that what if without having people look at that what if and say, oh, I'm willing to try it. Yeah, no, honestly, this show just was a huge, like, question mark about everything in my life. And mm-hmm. it's like I said, like, as you're watching it, you you start to you start to think you start to question everything, everything about yourself. And yep. and would you like because you're so. You're so immersed in the show. You start asking yourself, would I really do this? Would I really go this far? It's exactly like how you say it. And that that's happened so many times. And, and I feel like there's never a right or wrong answer. It's just like, are you really? Because I feel like there's a lot of people that, that, that will be like, oh, you know, no, no matter what, I, I won't do it. I won't. You know, like, that's just not how I am. And I feel like, okay, like, let's be honest, okay? Like, like swear to God that you're not going to do this because let's be honest, okay? No one is that perfect in life, okay? No one can, like, hold their morals and their values when you're being pushed into a corner like that and yeah. you really have to no, cause, fight look, or flight. If it comes down to my morals, then it, let's say, for example... If I'm in the situation that I'm in right now where I don't have kids, I just have you and I'm in debt and and uh, and someone comes and offers me. Yeah, my morals are going to be like, yo, fuck that guy. I'm not willing to die just for what? A couple grand's worth of debt. Yeah, I'd be happy right now. I'm still young. I'd be able to go and do this shit and that shit with you that money. Still work. Yeah. But now let's say you ask me in like 20 years when I have kids, when I have when I have a family, when I have all this and that and I have crippling debt. Yeah, now my morals and my ethics are changed now, okay? My morals and my ethics have grown with me. Mm-hmm. My morals and my ethics are now to my family. And if my family is the one that's in danger because of my debt, would I jump into a game like this? Yeah, possibly. 100% possibly. Because now my morals and my ethics are very different from now how they are now. My morals and my ethics here are, I don't need money right now. I'm good. I'm good with being comfortable. I have a comfortable life where I can provide for my wife. I can provide for myself where I can work from home and deal with everything that I have. But now in 20 years, if I have kids and if I still have you and I have more kids now and I have a life that's bigger than this, I have a mortgage, I have this and that questionable. Now my morals and my ethics have grown into other pieces that are now you know because there are other factors that you have to take into consideration and no that's why that's why i say like if there, like there are people that will you know promise you know for like for the rest of their life they'll never do that okay like either you did it once or you if it even crosses your mind that just means that you you've thought of it and you, you will do it yeah like there's no way that it could just you know just just 
skims through your head and you're not even going to bother. That's not that's not possible because if you've thought about it, you've thought about wanting to do this. You you put quite a bit of like I guess like emotional backing for it to just pop in. Yeah. 100%. That's why I think this genre of movie is like it's a genre of its own because it's it's human consciousness now that you're questioning. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like this genre that questions humans, it's intriguing to humans because now a lot of these, a lot of us as humans now don't have to ask these things. Mm-hmm. You know, like you, you watch it. Oh, the reason why people like watching movies with cancer patients and people dying and all these romance that's, stuff. That's you. That's no, 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 no. <laughs> like there's a lot of people that like watching shit like that. But the reason why you like watching it is because it's another life that it's like, I wonder what if. I wonder what would happen. I wonder this. I wonder that. So now it makes you question a lot of things that, you, like, you look at your life and you're like, I have a wife. I, I'm good. And then it's like, oh, if my wife had cancer, like, would I would I have treated my wife better? Would I have done this? I'm too would em- I have done this with my life? I'm too emotional, honestly. I've watched one liter of tears, and we've talked about it. We had the whole entire episode dedicated mm-hmm. Watch one liter of tears. My goodness. You know, when you cry so hard, like like so hard, and then you get like a headache from just crying. Yeah. And and, and then you just you just feel exhausted, like so exhausted just from crying, even if you didn't do anything, okay? That's what I felt like at the end of the day, okay? After like but spending one, the entire day watching it. But one liter of tears goes into that genre of like, look, like there's no need to question what if. Now you know what it's like from a perspective of someone that actually died with a disease young and, and, and she had questions that we were able to answer. Mm-hmm. So, so now it's, it's the flip side where in one liter of tears, she's asking, you know, I want to live. I want to do this. What would it be like to be able to walk? What would it be like to be able to eat my favorite food? Yeah. It's well like- now, now it's, it's flipped. Now as a viewer, you feel like a selfish bastard because you are the one asking, oh, what would it be like if I was in a wheelchair? What would it be like if my wife was like this? It's what would like it be like, you know? The other side of the same coin. It yeah. really is. It's it's just different perspective. But like I said, just like there are people that like can enjoy watching shows like that. I I cannot I cannot for the life of me and I I don't know how I survived that that show, but I get so emotionally distraught i still you know (laughs) think about it no and look like i don't enjoy watching movies like that i love the artistry sometimes that like people have on these because there's so many twists and takes on movies like this already you have the fault in the stars then you have jaden smith's movie movie i can't remember i forgot but then there's like five feet apart or yeah so you have so many twists and turns on this that like for me creatively i like to watch it and be like i like your take oh i didn't like this and i didn't like that but i like this and that so you know for me there's that but if i were to watch it from a perspective where i'm like oh i wonder what if well i don't need to anymore you know Mm -hmm. no there i feel like there are very few shows that allows you to start questioning your life um because i feel like there's so many of them and it's so 
it's so overplayed like the concept or like the story it's just their take on it so i feel like like i said it's very hard but for for a lot of the shows that we've been watching lately it's it's like hitting it right on the nail and i feel like korean shows have a way to just do things that makes you question your life or, or, or like just just like certain perspective or or like thoughts that you that you have because even the train to busan like like it's such a simple movie like you know zombie apocalypse you know we've seen that quite a few times but really the like as you're watching it and you're getting so invested into the characters and then by the end of oh, i'm sorry if none of you guys have seen it yet i'm spoilers. so sorry. spoiler i'm so this entire episode is just spoilers but if you haven't watched it the end of the train to busan is is so sad because you see the dad being the asshole at the beginning okay for not spending enough time with his mm-hmm. daughter for not being there for her as a dad but then at the end you see that like he's Yes, he he was busy. That's no excuse. But he loves his daughter and he sacrifices his life. Okay, because he can't be with her anymore. He got bit. Like that's this. That's just that. He could be selfish and try to stay, but he knows he can't. But I think that's that's where like Koreans are really good with that. Like the heart pull, right? Because they don't concentrate on the bigger picture. They concentrate on one value and they keep with that one value, but they build on top of that value. Mm -hmm. So like you know, we use Train to Busan as an example. They, they concentrated right on the beginning. Oh, he was an asshole of a father. So that concept never left. That concept continuously stayed. So what you as a viewer loved was the relationship that he then had with his daughter throughout yeah. the film. The it wasn't growth. about the zombies. It wasn't about this and that. No, it yes, wasn't. That played into it and, and it built that. It built up to the ending yeah but here's the thing that, that when you first watch it and you have no clue what it's about or mm-hmm. you just watch the trailer you think it's just a movie about a zombie apocalypse that's it like something's happened like it, within south korea and they gotta go to a safe place like but then as you watch it further and further you 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 start seeing like what the movie is actually like about or even just the hidden message hidden message yeah and so you you really start to like to see the character development, you know, the growth that each person has. And it's just, like I said, it's, it's one of those movies that like are really, really good. And I feel like I should probably watch, is it like the, the witch or the witcher? Yeah. The witcher. It's about oh, the, no, girl. the witch. Yeah. The witch. It's about the, it's girl. the Korean one, right? Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I watch it on my own time. The, I have witch, my own pace. <laughs> the witch is a great movie. Okay. Like that one. And have you seen train to Busan too? No, I haven't watched it yet. So when you watch Train to Busan 2, and this goes out to the like people that like shit on Train to Busan 2, don't look at Train to Busan 2 as a sequel to Train to Busan. Don't look at tra- look at Train to Busan 2 as its own separate movie. I think that's why they call it the the the, the peninsula yeah. something about the peninsula. Yeah. yeah. The Train to Busan 2 was number one like it was a great movie. I loved the movie because when I wa- when I watched it, I watched it as a standalone movie away from everything, because number one was really good. Number one was absolutely amazing. So I knew that if I was gonna go into number two thinking it was gonna Wait, be like number the, one, The Witcher was it that girl in that movie that was also in that movie too? No, no, it wasn't. Okay, no, the girl, no, I don't think so. But um, Train to Busan too, like the story of it was amazing. 
I loved what they did with the story and I loved how they did the twists and turns. Was it a little predictable? Yes, it was. But for what it was, it was great. Yeah, like no complaints here. You know what though? You dabble more in like the Korean horror films. So I love Korean horror films I, and thrillers. I I can't I mean I can't watch horror films in general. They just they just they make me so uncomfortable and I and I will not sleep. But the only like I don't want to even call no 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 I lied. It was there would be there was two movies that you and I watched. There was I forgot what the name of it was, but it was almost like the butterfly effect movie with the girl who moved into the phone. Oh, the uh, the call. Yeah 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 the call. Oh my god. The call was a great movie. If you guys want to watch like a good like Korean movie, it's on Netflix called The Call, with a. Uh, um, Park Shin Hye, she's she's such an amazing singer too. Wait, amazing she, she plays um uh the main character, the girl, right? Yeah. That that movie honestly was just oh man, like I lo- I loved it. Like it was I only such two movies with you, Korean movies, because I can't watch the horror stuff with you, but I watched The Handmaiden's Tale, which <laughs> too many twists and turns, but I loved it. But the call really just made me like super uncomfortable in a sense where like because every time she picked up the phone call and you know she she got what she wanted you know yeah, like, yeah, to, yeah. to be with her family and but then you know this girl she It's 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 a really good movie with a lot of twist and turns. Yeah, like yeah. even up to right till the end, it was a good twist and turn. I you know I, I there aren't enough words. I feel like or, or or I can't put it into words. You really have to watch it to understand because because I felt bad for the girl that was being you know like stuck in that home, but at the same time there was a part of me that was like, I understood why like the mom or something did that to her because she knew that her, like, was it her daughter or something? Her daughter was like, she was unstable. Yeah. Like she, she wasn't equipped to, to live outside. And so there was a part of me that was like, fuck that. Like at the beginning I was like, fuck this mom's straight up like a bitch, you know, like she, 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 she messed up this girl's life too much. But then as you go on, like I said, I'm not saying that it's it's all the mom's fault and it's all the daughter's, but you start to understand like why the mom did certain things or maybe why the daughter was doing certain things. Like, but that's why, like, when people say, "Oh, like they've just uh, they've just dis- uh, like they've just discovered uh, Korean cinema," I've always said, "Yo, Korean cinema since the early 2000s have been amazing. I've been a fan." Since the early 2000s, watching movies like Old Boy, watching movies like that series where, with the director that made Old Boy, like he makes is he the, like hit after wait, hit after hit. Is that the uh, one? Hands Maiden. Hands Maiden. Wait, no, no. Is, is that is that where the guy meets the girl, but then the girl happens? Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. That one, like, this is the thing about Korean cinema is like, I'm not Korean, but I am such a huge fan of Korean cinema. Like, the thrillers and the actions that they had, like, from the early 2000s. Like, Korean cinema now isn't like how it was back then. Like, back then, like, that, 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 like, thriller and, and, like, twist and turn kind of, like, a movie, 
amazing in in the early 2000s there. I feel like if anybody wants to watch Korean cinema, definitely watch it if you like enjoy like horror films, but don't don't categorize it with American horror films because Korean horror is like a whole nother like like league of its own because there's so much um you say there's a lot of nuances that us asian people have but i yeah, feel like like korean like when you watch korean cinema like the reason why i love korean cinema is because there's a lot of asian and like very korean nuance that they use like in old boy when you watch old boy the reason why old boy in the spoiler the, it's not a spoiler um americans made a version of old boy too oh did they yeah and it was really shitty because they didn't they weren't able to they weren't able to show you what the koreans were able to show you the korean one came first and then the The, american one yeah okay okay okay. because the korean one was so good that the americans tried to do it too like there's this fight scene in old boy that they tried to recreate in the american one and if you put it side by side the korean one is able to capture so much more because it's one huge wide shot and it just goes back and forth with the guy so it's just this hallway and he's just fighting the entire way through for like a good minute where he's just fighting back and forth back and forth with america they didn't do that they didn't do it like that it was just like cut here cut here cut here cut here and it wasn't able to show you that he was human because in the korean one as you watched he was getting tired and he was getting beat and he was getting stabbed and so you understood that oh shit like he's getting tired he's getting beat but it's the resilience that he has to figure out why the fuck he was kept captive that he keeps going in the american one he's beating the shit out of them and like there's a cut and then like he he's okay like perfectly fine he's not (laughs) panting from being tired he's not like that's the thing that i love about korean cinema is that they take the small details and they let you know about it. No, and that's why I say, like, anybody that wants to watch it, like, go into it not having any expectations. Don't... I feel like because we're so exposed to, like, the American c- cinema, don't don't group them together. Don't be like, okay, like, this is kind of the expectation I have because I watch American ones. Go into it with no expectations and just... Like, enjoy it for the craft, but the story that that's koreans are really good koreans are really good with storytelling and um their uh cinematography is like amazing like if it wasn't for me discovering korean cinematography i i don't know what i would do because a lot of korean cinematography takes from like that asian um way of filming like when you watch a Korean fight scene, like it looks cheesy. They're just jumping off walls and like beating the shit out of each other. But it's that wide shot and you're just watching them beat the shit out of each other. It takes, I feel like, a lot more effort and more talent um, to do that because it's one wide mm-hmm. shot and there's no stopping. Like once once they go like play action, that's it. You're you're, you're rolling until it's done, till yep. the director says cut. And uh like when you talk about American uh, movies, right? There's only one American movie that I personally love to this day where as a thriller, it did an amazing job. 
and constant twists and turns was uh, Sixth Sense, The Sixth Sense, with um, done by M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, that you with, said that uh, Bruce was... Willis and uh, I can't remember the kid's name, but that was an American movie that was like yes. When it comes to cinematography, comes to storytelling, comes to like a good twist and a good turn, that's a good movie. I would just say this though: the only thing that Japanese people like drama wise has over Korean dramas is that Korean dramas takes like. 150 something episodes for it to just get to like barely hitting the climax okay like no of, but that's uh, why i love story. that's why i love uh japanese storytelling but the japanese movie... storytelling like when it comes to japanese storytelling they're very precise like the first episode is already okay boom you know what's going on and then as it goes it like literally like chop 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 like you know exactly what's going uh, hotel de luna Anybody, okay, who has Netflix, please watch it. It's it's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite dramas. Okay, I haven't watched dramas like Kore- like actual full on Korean dramas in like uh, five years, five years. And then I watched that last year at the beginning of the pandemic. No, no, no. no. Before I went to Asia, I remember because yeah. you called me, right? Um, but um. Hotel de Luna is a good movie a when good it comes to storytelling. Like, I'm not... A, I refuse to I watch hate, the American one if they do it. I hate Korean dramas just because, number one, it takes too long and it's so stupid. Like, the fucking way people fall in love is, like, so fucking unrealistic. Opa, you know, like, yeah, 200 episodes later. <laughs> and I fucking hate that shit. But Hotel de Luna, like... It's, it's I'm a, like, I'm, number one, I'm a fan of IU and... Yes, that was one of the reasons why I even watched it. But, <laughs> but as I started, it was the way they story told that. Because as an Asian who... Um, I'm... I am... Uh, my, my dad's a shaman, so I believe in this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So watching um hotel de luna i was able to see a perspective of how they looked at the afterlife and was like that's a cool concept i mean i'm asian so i believe in the afterlife but i just i just thought that like you know it is it's it's a tragic love story it's a tragic love story but there's so much more than just the romance in like there's like a little bit of romance but i've watch it and you'll understand because yeah. it's uh, you, you the character development in the show is is one that i truly truly loved and enjoyed watching the most just in my opinion because you see this one character who's like you know super you know s- stuck up but you but as but as the episodes um you know like passes you you start to understand her character and where she's coming from and why she's so stuck up and you know she's bitchy or whatever it is like you know you want to call her yeah you know like her character it's like it's really that, good that's a, that's the thing about like uh korean cinema right is like look when you watch you gotta pick and choose the right ones because mm-hmm. if you watch like for me i fucking hate with a passion hate k-dramas because number one, it's so fucking overly done. It's not about the story. It's about the actors and actresses that play in them. And it's about how good looking everyone is. But Hotel de Luna, 
like yes there was factors of okay good good looking person this and that but they really took that afterlife story and interpreted it in such a beautiful a beautiful way for other people who don't see the afterlife that way to understand and that's what i loved about it honestly i had no clue what it was about i was actually scrolling on tiktok and i saw this little um i saw this clip of of the first episode but i had no idea like it was the first episode i was like oh this looks good mm. i was like okay i wonder what this drama is and i thought okay maybe it's an it's an it's a much older drama and i yeah. found out that no it it didn't come out that long ago when i watched it and so i was like okay you know no clue what it was about didn't even bother watching like the trailer or whatever it was but when i went in and and then i watched it i honestly fell in love with it and like i said like i'm a you're very I'm picky. A, You're very picky when it comes to dramas. I'm very picky because I went to film school. So when you go like that, you you now become very analytical. Yeah. So I start analyzing a lot of things. That's why for me, when I watch movies, I only watch it once. I don't watch mm-hmm. it twice because once I watch it the second time, I start overanalyzing every scene and I start to see the imperfections. Mm-hmm. That's why like That's even... That's why I don't watch movies with you. Yeah. Like for me, <laughs> if I love a movie, I'll only watch it once. That's it. Only the rare occasion where I've ever watched a movie twice within the span of like a week. For me to rewatch a movie, I need to wait years before I rewatch that. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to say thank you guys so much for uh, joining us on this episode. Wow, such a long episode today. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we enjoyed this episode, so we might continue episodes like this. Uh, we wanted to once again just say thank you to everyone that was listening everyone that's going to tune in Um, I think the way we'll do it from now on is we will stream Sunday and Thursdays and release our regular Tuesday and Friday episodes Mm -hmm. so our stream Sunday will be released on Tuesdays on all uh, audio platforms and YouTube Mm -hmm. and then Thursday will be released Friday um on all audio and youtube are you sure you can do that though i feel like there's a lot of work there is but we'll see like if i can a thursday for now we'll say yeah but honestly it might change just depends on yeah on kind of um the reaction that we get from you guys (laughs) yeah but once again i just want to say thank you guys you guys have um Especially you, Mochi Love. You you've always been joining us, and I I appreciate that. Love the support. I know. Um, thank you. It mm-hmm. makes our our streaming less boring when we have someone else to talk to. No, and and I love that. You know, I think with with Twitch, it's opened up a lot of the other audience that we weren't aware of, mm-hmm. and so you know we're we're, we're enjoying this and. I enjoyed this episode today, so I might continue more talks like this because I am a I am a film student, so I do love talking about films and talking about movies and whatnot. Uh, yeah, so yeah, uh, follow all of our social media down below. Um, you can follow my personal Instagram at Denang underscore statues, and what's yours? Oh, uh, it's Crystal underscore V ninety eight. Yeah, so go ahead and follow us. Um, I think once 
once we solidify everything, we're going to continue doing this. And yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Bye bye. This is your host and co-host signing off.